Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. All right, so as I'm going to wait for your phone call, let me get you started with some baseball, believe it or not. Look, I know Shohei Otani is the best player in the world right now. It's a fact. In fact, he's running around lapping the field. This guy is so great right now, it's actually become difficult to express how great this guy is. But that doesn't mean that there are not other great players in the game because there are. And one of them is playing right field for the Dodgers and batting leadoff. And he was doing both those things at a very elite level last night. Don't take my word for it. Ask Giants manager Gabe Kapler. Kapler watched the man in question hit a go-ahead bomb in the eighth and then end the game himself in the ninth. Kapler said, quote, Mookie Betts is a really good player. He's one of the best players in the world. End of quote. Gabe's right. That's right. That's right. Gabe's right. Mookie Betts is a really good player. That's right. Right, Stewie? No, Betts, right. Betts is a really good player, and he is one of the best players in the world. And if you had any doubt about that, and I'm not sure why you would, but if you did, he gave you a crash course in that greatness in a matter of moments last night. After the Dodger bullpen did what the Dodger bullpen has a habit of doing, giving up a ton of runs, blowing a lead, and allowing the Giants to tie that game, Mookie Betts happened. He came up with two on, two out in the bottom of the eighth, and of course he did this. Mookie to left. Peterson running out of room. Free run, home run, Mookie Betts. It's 9-6 Dodgers. What a moment for Mookie. There's a reason the Dodgers signed him to a 12-year, $365 million deal to stay right here in La La Land. 365 million reasons, actually. A bomb. And that set that stadium on fire. The biggest crowd in Major League Baseball this season, and they were rocking after that. And not just a go-ahead bomb with two outs in the eighth. It's a go-ahead bomb with two outs in the eighth against your bitter rival in front of the biggest crowd in the season. And no, you know, Dodger Jim... Dodger Jim does not root, except Dodger Jim loved that moment as much as you battery chuckers in Frisco hate our guts. You sound like a homer. Right? You sound like a battery chucker. You sound like a homer. Keep the water coming, yo. But the thing about Mookie is that he doesn't just win you games at the plate. He does it in the field as well with the leather, and he iced it last night. When he did this. He had a double in an RBI. Jock Peterson right field. Mookie. Oh, have a night, Mookie Betts. He robs Peterson and ends the game with a sliding catch in right field and all the MVP moves of Mookie we saw tonight. Based on that catch, I'm going to go ahead and say that his ribs are fully healthy. He confirmed as much after the game. I mean, everything about that play was so great. The great jump, the great path to the ball, the great dive, the great catch. I mean, that's the definition of a guy who can do absolutely everything between the lines. Go ahead, three-run bomb, game-ending diving grab. That's Mookie. That's why the Dodgers traded for this guy, and that's why they were willing to scratch the check for this guy. That's why every time he makes a play like that or has a night like that, it's got to be a knife right to the heart of the Red Sox fans because he was their guy. 
until they gave up on that guy. Boston, the team that drafted him, that developed him, that watched him win a World Series, a batting title, and a league MVP, they punk out and they don't want to pay that man? The Dodgers did because the Dodgers want to win. They bring him in, they win a World Series, and they're looking for even more. And Mookie could not be in a better place. The perfect match of player and organization. And maybe the most impressive thing about Betts is that he's really not that impressed with himself at all. Like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't watch this guy and wonder who the hell or what the hell my half-chowed brethren were thinking when they let this guy go. Just as there's not a day that goes by that I watch this guy that I don't think how lucky the Dodgers are to have this guy. He personifies class. He is the ultimate pros pro. He didn't want to leave. So how the hell do you let that guy walk out the door? Better yet, how the hell do you push that guy out the door? And how is it going to feel watching him get another chip or two before ultimately ending up in Cooperstown? Now, I'll be honest. I am actually conflicted. I am. Am I completely hyped as a Los Angeles native to have this guy? Or am I completely pissed as a half-chowed to have lost this guy? I mean, I am conflicted. And the answer, of course, is yes, because he's a bleeping monster. And, by the way, beating Frisco never gets old. Let me pay homage to a legendary clone. You might all remember Mike in San Diego. Old school, great caller. If Mike were here, he would say something to the effect of, Hey, Frisco fan. Pass the dutchie on the left-hand side. Kung Fu Panda isn't walking through that dugout, Frisco fan. Neither is Timmy Lincecum. Let me tell you what's wrong with your team, Frisco fan. Your pitchers aren't pitching well. Your hitters aren't hitting well. Your uh, fielders aren't fielding well. And most importantly, Frisco fan... You guys aren't fanning well. Our fans aren't fanning well. You're just not. Kung Fu Panda ain't walking through that dugout. Nor is he eating or snapping belts. Frisco fan. I miss that guy. Buenas noches, mismo. I miss that guy. Mike in San Diego. Legend. Holy crap, those dudes are weird looking. Anyway, Mookie bets. The thing about Mookie that I love, Mookie does something that is just so incredible, but just talks it off always like it's the most routine thing ever. Nah, it's just a catch, man. Oh, it it builds into the game man. or the beginning of the game. It's just a catch, you know. So they're still out the same way, uh, you know, the other 27 more. So, you know, I, just, uh, I don't get too excited about those. I just, that's my job. So I'm supposed to do. <laughs> that's it, big head. He know he Mookie is just the best. He's like, yo, man, I'm just doing my job. That, oh, that game-saving catch, that game-ending catch, that go-ahead bomb. What? What? I'm just doing my job, and they pay me a lot of money to do those things. That's just the job. 
Such a great player. Such class act. So glad to have this guy. Devin Singletary is my guest. Devin, it's great to have you back. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Good, dude. Good. In fact, let me ask you, bring me up to date. You've got training camp opening up in a matter of days. Then you've got the regular season kicking off in a month and a half. What has your offseason been like, and how eager are you to get back to the grind and get back to work? Man, offseason been well, man. Uh, the grind been going good, you know, down there in hot South Florida. So, you know, if you, if you can survive in those conditions, you can survive anywhere. So, Man, I'm looking forward to training camp. Like you said, it's here now. So I'm, I'm ready to get back to it. All right. So that sounds about right. That sounds like you. Like you and I spoke midseason last year about getting more carries. A lot of backs tend to wear down as the season goes on because you take so much punishment throughout the year. But you actually played your best ball in December and January, including six or eight games where you scored. How were you able to get better and stronger as the season wore on? Man, this, <clears throat> just how we, how we practice up in Buffalo. You know, the, the weight room, you know, our training staff, man, our organization just, just do a good job at, at taking care of us, you know. And then um, the, the way our offense is ran, you know, that also played a big part in it. We're talking to Devin Singletary. Speaking of the offense, after the playoff win over the Patriots, Josh Allen singled you out. And he said, and I quote, you look at his motor every single play. I dare you guys to watch it. End of quote. I mean, that's a really strong statement. He was talking about the fact that even when you don't get the ball, you're making contributions with blitz pickups, drawing multiple defenders, and so on. What's it mean to have moved to a level where you can impact the game even when you do not touch the ball on a play? Man, that's major. You know, that's, that's just showing that all the hard work is paying off. But, you know, that's just how I was taught to play the game, man. You know, always be able to make an impact without having the ball in your hand at that making the block, going to help your guy up, whatever it is, pushing the pile, just always be around the ball because, you know, great things happen when you're around the ball. You know, it's pretty clear how Josh Allen feels about you. I mean, you don't say a statement or make a statement like that unless there's really high respect involved. How would you describe your relationship with him and what's he like as a leader and what's he mean to that team? Man, that's like that's like my big brother, man. You know, since day one, you know, he always he's always been a – been a mentor to me or, or a great dude, you know. Um, and over the years, our, our relationship just grown and grown, you know, just, you know, we're in the backfield together. So over the years, it's just grown and grown. And, man, he it's a great guy to be around. And as you know, that's our general. You know, um, every day he's going to bring it day in and day out. He's not taking no days off, and he always has great energy. And he's a dog, so we know what we're getting out of Josh every every week. I'm glad you just said that, Devin. I've got another side hustle to my side hustle. I do a podcast, and I have the hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas, on this week. And he's talking about that, man. you got to have that dog. you got to have that dog. You have to be a dog. Like, when you say he's a dog, for those who don't understand the concept, what do you mean by that? And how important is it to have that dog in you? Man, it's very important. But I'm just saying from his mental standpoint, how he approaches every day, man, and the way, way he leads the team. And just that's the best that's the best way to put it. His mental standpoint, man. No matter what's going on, if it's chaos or whatever it is, he's calm. He's ne- he ne- he's not blinking an eye. He's never shook. And and we know like when the going get tough, 
Josh is only getting better. He's only getting better. So that's the best way to put it. Yeah, I love that, actually. Devin, where, do you think, where does that come from? We're talking about mindset, right? You just said no matter what's going on, no matter how much chaos there is, he's never shook. He doesn't rattle. He's always calm. Is that because of his preparation? Is that the way he's built? Like, where does that come from? Man, I think I think it's a little bit of all of that mixed in, you know, you know where he where he comes from, how he was brought up, and definitely how he prepares, you know, because when you prepare, man, you you know what you can do, you know what you bring to the table, so you're not you're not worried because you prepare for all these moments. Preach, you nailed that. That's exactly what that is, Devin. You, when I asked you about getting stronger as the season wore on, you said part of that's the offense. Let me ask you about the offense. Now that Brian Dable has taken over the Giants, you guys are transitioning to Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator, and the return of Aaron Cromer as the offensive line coach. How has that transition gone so far? And then, how different is this year's offensive system compared to last year's? Yeah, man. This, I would say, the transition's been smooth. You know, because Coach Dorsey, he's been around. You know, even though he's he's in a new role, but he's been around. You know, what I'm saying, guys, we already had a relationship with him. Um, so now it's just only going to grow. You know, what I'm saying that's our OC, um, and then Coach Krumer, man, that's a blessing to have because what he brings to the table. You know, we know his resume, and man, he's a cool dude. And and since day one, once he got there, you could just tell everybody just kind of gravitated toward him. Man, this, he really know what he's talking about. Like, he, he knows his stuff. So, man, I would say the transition has been smooth. Hmm. Devin Singletary is my guest. You know, we talked about your work in South Florida. Your work in the weight room is legendary. This is curious to me. You, Dalvin Cook, and Trey Sermon were working out recently. When you work out with other NFL backs, are you just kind of locked in in what you do? Or do you guys trade and share information? How do those workouts go? Yeah, man, so that's the best thing about, you know, working out with other, you know, professional athletes, especially someone that's in, that plays your position. So now we're able to see what, he, what each other, you know, what we do differently. We're able to talk about it, bounce ideas off each other, learn from each other, and we also getting better in the midst of it. So that's what it's like day in and day out, just working with those guys, man, just bouncing ideas off each other, be like, oh, man, like he, he did this. He might do something different than me. So now I can add something that he does well or that I like. I can add that to my game. So that's that's the best thing about it. Right. Devin Singletary joining us. You know, we talked about how guys are certain ways because of the way they came up. So if you and I were to go back a little bit, you played your high school ball at American Heritage, which is one of the true powerhouse programs in the entire country. I'm curious, like back in the day, your formative years, what was that experience like? How competitive were those practices and everybody in that program? Man, it was, it was so competitive, man. Day in and day out, from workouts, you know what I'm saying, to, to practices, and then of course the games. Just that that environment, I feel like it, it prepares you to go anywhere in the world and, and play football, man. Because day in and day out, you got to bring it in. I would say like <clears throat> I learned a lot of a lot of football. Like I learned both sides of the ball. I learned what D linemen do, offensive linemen do, coverages. Like I, I learned so much ball there. So it prepares you for the next level, you know, for all levels. So day in and day out, you had to bring it. Devin Singletary joining us. And, of course, you played behind running back Greg Bryant at American Heritage. He is somebody I've talked about on this show with other running backs. People who knew him before he passed away loved him. And I know that his death was very painful for you because of how tight you were with him. Can you share what was he like as a teammate and a person? 
Man, uh, teammate, he's a great teammate, man. He He's a true definition of, you know, hard work, you know what I'm saying, not complaining. Day in and day out, he's going to bring it. And then as a person, man, he was goofy, man. He, he was funny. He always had good good energy, man. You, you never really seen him down. And, and that rubs off on you, you know what I'm saying? That that kind of makes you want to approach life like that, like just have a positive, positive energy, positive mindset, you know what I'm saying? Because that type of energy is only going to come back around to you, you know what I'm saying? So, man, it was a blessing to be able to, you know, play with him and, and play up under him and, and learn a lot from him, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate your thoughts on him. That's cool. That's really cool. So, as I mentioned off the very top, you're going to open up the season on the road against the defending champs in prime time. How much are you looking forward to that game and a chance to make a big statement in week one? Man, very, very. I'm, I'm excited, man. Very excited. You know, we know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a test because we know those guys not coming to play around. Like you say, they're defending Super Bowl champs, and um, I think it's gonna be a great test for us week one. You know, to see where we at at the beginning of the season, coming fresh out of training camp, fresh out of preseason, and man. I know I'm looking for. I know my team looking forward to it as well. So, you know, it's almost that time. Add me to it. I can't wait for it. That's September 8th. It is Buffalo at the Rams. He's running back for the Bills, coming off a career high in rushing yardage and touchdowns last season. Devin Singletary. Devin, great to get caught up. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you coming back on the program. Always good to have you. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate you for having me, Jim. So do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Maybe not, right? Well, Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that helps give you a cleaner feel and offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. That's strong. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and it's easy to use, especially when you're on the go. Something else I like about that. My favorite part? Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin, leaving your skin feeling comfortable, and it will not irritate your skin. One of the first things I heard early on in this business, especially when I got into TV, is the importance of moisturizing. I love that. So, try Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel all day. It has been a minute, but it is Friday, which means it is time to bring the big head, James Kelly, back for a big head bets segment. Head, it's been a minute now. What's cracking? How you living, head? Uh, Pretty good, Jim, considering I got all my toes, so perspective, I'm living pretty good. No, you did not. (laughs) Yeah, you way to have perspective. And still having Mike all ten of your it, toes man. like that. That's yeah. great, dude. Go ahead and make light of that guy. <laughs> that's great. Are you happy with that head? I'm you happy with that. Be. I'm happy with his music too. Thank you, Alvin. <laughs> foot, foot, feet, feet, toes, toes. Did you, you foot, sound foot, like you've feet, never feet, been toes, happier toes, with yourself? Foot, foot, hopefully, feet, toes, hopefully your segment lives up to how happy you are with yourself. Listen, I got to be straight. First of all, mm-hmm. I did not expect this. I expected mm-hmm. you to hit me with one of your. Uh, yo, boss, maybe we sit this one out. All the other gambling pods are dark right now, waiting for the start of the NFL and college football seasons. Maybe we lay out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you didn't. Here you are. Here the bleep Here you are. are. The f- Except, are. head, admit it. You thought about sitting this out, right? You know, I thought about it, Jim, and most people are sitting it out right now, but I figured I haven't worked a day this month, so what the hell? Why not show up Friday and do this, huh? Well, way to own that. Exactly. All right, so most importantly, why don't we start right here? Okay. 
I need an update on that dog wash that you're building adjacent to that car wash that you own. You know, Mm -hmm. that car wash that I knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. Have you made any progress on your lifelong dream of becoming an elite dog groomer? No, I have not, Jim. Zero progress whatsoever on the dog wash at Surf and Suds. Um, It has been moved to a 2023 quarter one project, unfortunately. Why? What happened? Too busy, man. Too busy with the detailing, too busy with everything else. So we just got to take a second here and figure it out. Translation, you ran out of money. Uh, Maybe a little bit. You couldn't get the (laughs) permit process to work. Oh, that's always fun. Yes. Yep. All right. So it's now a 2023 project. All right. Quarter one. Quarter one. Quarter one, though. All right. All right. So I'll check back with you probably quarter four. Listen, let's get right to it. Let's talk NBA. We are not in season, but it doesn't matter because we can hit some NBA futures in the way of over-unders on win totals. Why don't we start with a couple of teams that make get-it-ready clones. We're going to start talking about what to hit. Let's talk about a couple of teams that made some pretty critical moves in the offseason. Let's start with the Sixers head. James Harden made good on his promise to take less money so Daryl Morey could do what he does best to make them a contender. What is Philadelphia's win number, and are you going with the over or under with the Sixers? The number is 50 and a half wins for the season, and I love the over here, Jim. I like what Morey has done with that extra Larden money and this roster for this season. They now have depth. P.J. Uh, Tucker is a perfect fit. He brings toughness, tenacity, and a guy who can guard multiple positions and shoot the three. Daniel House, under the radar, signing right there. He's versatile on both ends. Love that. DeAnthony Melton is a great role player for this roster. Joel, we roster. know he will be Joel. And Tyrese Maxey is only 21 years old and getting better. Plus, they won 51 games last season and have no more Ben Simmons prima donna BS lingering over them. I love the Sixers this season. I think they're actually a contender as well if Larden is Harden over 50 and a half wins this season. All right, so 50 and a half, you've got the over. I like that. I would hit the over as well. Dude, you are not a fan of Ben Simmons at all, are you? I am, but not as prima no, donna stuff. I am his no, you're game, not. His versatility. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, he's he's frustrating as hell, dude. Okay, there Pissing you go. Well, was that yeah. so hard to admit? I. That's how it is. You mentioned Larden. Mm-hmm. Now, what he did. He did what he said that he would do. He gave up some serious jack to make this happen. To me, the question is, mm-hmm. will he also? He gave up the money. But will he give up the club life? Will he push away from the table? Will he get back in the weight room? In other words, they're going to need more from this guy Mm -hmm. than just financial relief. Do you expect him to give it to them? To an extent, yeah. I mean, he's going to not go cold turkey on bad food, nightlife, and ass completely. So... Um, The hell did you just say? Did you just say he's not going to go cold turkey on bad food, club life, and ass? Ass? Is that yeah, what you I mean, just if said? Been doing it for decades and decades. It's not like you're just going to give it up. But if he gives up a little bit and he puts a little uh, work in it on his conditioning, which he has reportedly, Jim, then yeah, I'm buying this whole thing. I, I like it a lot. He's not going to be the greatest scorer the game has ever seen for a generation. He's not going to be that guy. But if he's a little bit better, he can still be a top 15, top 20 player in this league. And if he is. Dude, that even Ritt won't show his face after that. I haven't heard one thing you've said after what you just said. Just know this. That is your one and only ass reference for this segment, all right? Man, Clubbin likes it. Never mind. I'll stop right there. But, Please yes, do. I do buy it, Jim. I like it a lot. Remember, 
Him and Joel had a great pick-and-roll chemistry this year. It's just he couldn't beat anybody when Joel was out there. But if he is better conditioned, they are a contender absolutely with the roster they have right now. All right, for the reasons that you mentioned that we do not need to reset, what about Minnesota? Minnesota took that enormous swing in bringing in Rudy Gobert. Mm -hmm. What did that do to their projected win total, and are you going the over or under with the Wolves? So the over-under is up. It's at 48-and-a-half wins. I'm going over here. I'm absolutely fascinated by this Minnesota project. Tim Conley, I think he pissed the entire basketball world off by going old-school big here. I think they will be fantastic in the regular season when teams go small on them as much. So the benefits of Rudy and Cat together on the floor you should see there. Come playoff time, we will see if Cat can move them feet on defense and if Rudy can actually be effective on offense. So that's where if it he changes can move when teams them feet. Yeah, Is that what man, you just said? Four. If you yeah, can move, move them, them feet. feet. Move them feet on defense at what? that four position. Giving them them hands didn't want any of that. Well, he's got all ten toes. If he can so. move them feet. Toes, feet, toes, feet, toes, foot, foot, feet, feet, ass. I love Minnesota is my point, though. And they're getting killed for the compensation as well, Jim, for Gobert and that massive contract. But they did keep Jaden McDaniels, and they also added some pretty good role players. And they had that ant guy, that Anthony Edwards. He's a superstar on the making. Over 40 and an eight and a half wins here. Did they? I agree. I'll take mm-hmm. the over. Did they overpay for a so called defensive specialist? Yeah, they probably did, but I think that's the name of the game in the NBA. All right, so you've got the over on both those teams. I'm with you. I will hit that too. Two overs right there Philadelphia and Minnesota. Are there any unders that you're willing to put your name to? Okay, see, I'll go under 28 or 25 and a half wins here. This tank job isn't quite done yet. One more year of being creative with ass rotations is what I see. Hey, they have hey, a few. Hey, hey, oh, I'm sorry. hey, hey, moron. Yeah. I said you used your one ass reference already. Okay, creative with younger rotations to get those guys minutes um, is what I'm going to see this year. So um, they have a couple nice pieces with Chet, Shea, Giddy, and a ton of picks. But next year's draft, everybody out there, there might be two unicorns and a whole hell of a lot more talent than the last couple years. So this Thunder uh, team will be a powerhouse, Jim, but just not yet. The tank job is not done under 25 and a half. All right, so two overs and one under. Let's talk baseball. The second half of the MLB season is about to kick off. Let's take a look at the current World Series odds. You've Mm -hmm. got all the usual suspects, Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, Mets. Yes, I said the Mets Mm -hmm. and the Braves. Do you see any true value with any of these teams? So with the trade deadline coming up, it's a touch dangerous here, but I do see some value with that Mets team that you just said at plus 700. Their NL East lead has shrunk, but Mad Max is back. Taiwan Walker has pitched great, and the best pitcher in baseball, Jacob DeGrom, is getting closer to his return. That's an added bonus if he can get right. Also, they're averaging the fifth most runs in baseball right now on offense, and that's with their DH being horrible And it sounds like they will address that before the deadline. Also, Soto, Juan Soto, according to reports, they're in the mix with that. They do have the top prospect in the minors in Francisco Alvarez. So just offering that up. So I'll take a shot right here with the Mets at plus 700. I actually love that. I love that. Mets plus 700. Now, I know you, dude. I know you like to hedge, and Mm -hmm. that's not exactly a hedge, but I know you like to hedge and take other shots. Is there a bigger shot, or is that the shot you just took? That's the shot right now. I have an eye on the Mariners and Twins at plus 5,000, especially the way Seattle's playing of late. I just don't like the bats enough for Seattle and the pitching for Minnesota, so just the mess right now. All right, so one more thing. What about divisional winners? Like Some of these numbers are just stupid. They're absurd. Stupid. The Yankees yeah. are minus 
10,000 mm-hmm. for the division. 10, the Astros, minus 10,000. Hell, that makes the Dodgers look like an amazing value at minus 2,500. Are you going to leave that alone, or would you take a chance on somebody else rising up and getting it done? I'll hit St. Louis. They're a half game behind Milwaukee. They are the second choice to win the NL Central right now. You can get them at plus 150. Yes, St. Louis. The Cards or the Battle Hawks? Cardinals. Cardinals. St. Louis Battle Mm -hmm. Hawks. Thank you, Alvin, right there. Uh, They have a favorable schedule from here on out, and their run differential is 40 runs better than the Brewers right now. They also could be a player at the deadline, like the Cards at here, plus 150 to win the NL Central. Rolling it right out. What about the American League MVP race? Pretty mm-hmm. interesting, right? Shohei is doing Shohei things. I could argue that he's got this thing wrapped up, but Aaron Judge did his 34th home run of the year last night. What are the numbers right now in that battle, and who are you going to take? So you're not going to break the bank here, but uh, the odds are shockingly close to me. You can get Otani at minus 105 and Judge at plus 150. I feel Otani should be minus 300 or something here, Jim. Outside of an injury or the Angels shutting him down, for the season I don't know how he can't win this in the NL he's top 10 in home runs top 10 in walks and he might steal 20 bags with those numbers I think he wins um, if he's an effective middle re- uh, middle reliever let alone a freaking top tier starter in the game his 2.38 ERA ranks fourth in the AL he's top five in strikeouts in the AL and he's second in all of baseball among starters and K's per nine the money isn't great at minus 105 but I'm loading up on show I show here oh tiny right here on who Otani. Close enough. Hey, listen, I, I could see where you can make an argument for Aaron Judge, but in the National League, you can't make an argument for anybody other than Paul Goldschmidt. If yeah. you're not paying attention, then you wouldn't know that. But this guy's running away with it. You want to talk about chalk. Would you go chalk there, or are you going to leave that alone? I mean, I'd go chalk just to get that plus 105 because it seems pretty safe right now. Like you said, there's nothing there that probably will challenge him. I looked at some other ones, but I'm like, no. I think Paul's going to run this. But of all the awards at this stage, stage, I'd actually bet Corbin Burns at plus 700 for the uh, National League Cy Young if you want great value. Miami's Sandy Alcantara is a favorite, and he's been incredible this season. But Corbin is more electric, and he isn't far off of his FIP. And if he closes that gap a touch over the next 10 or so starts, he might be able to rip this thing back-to-back. And at plus 700, that's your best value on the board right there. All right, so why would we not do this segment? There's so much data, so much information, so many bets. One thing, though. One thing. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that sound. Brings a smile to my face every single time because... That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. That's why I love that sound. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere and synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. They can do all of that for you. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. I know where we started. I know where we are right now, and I'm still on that journey. And like mine, Shopify powers over millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase, and get a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E right now, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. 
I've mm-hmm. learned to focus only on things that I can control, and I do not give any energy or life to the uncontrollable. As an example, I cannot control your juvenile obsession with flatulence. I can control whether or not you bring that obsession to air or constantly badger me to do it, selling that, oh, oh, hey, Jim, the clones want it. The clones want it. I don't really care. It's the clones. They want it so badly. Once again, Head, if I did everything that you and the clones wanted me to do, I would be a clone and not the host. And believe this, Head, being the host pays a hell of a lot better than being a clone. So for the last time, Head, stop pushing me to play a soundbite from an actress who says that the governator flatulated right in her face. I am not doing it, Head. He farted in my face. He did it deliberately right in my face. He had me in a position where I couldn't escape and lying on the floor and he just farted. (laughs) I'm not doing it, Head. I'm not doing it, Head. An Arnie ass biscuit right in the face. We had to get that on. Thank you, Alvin. What did I say about your use of ass references? Oh, I'm sorry. That's two more than you were allowed. That's an HGH one probably too, man. You exceeded your ass limit. (laughs) See you at the party, Richter. (laughs) See you at the party, Richter. Are you happy? I love it. Thank you. Are you happy? Yeah, the clear enough. Do you think that made it better? It made it way better. For who? Ask the clones. For who? Oh. Oh, for the clones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the clones and for you. Let me right, ask you something, Head. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to get that phone call after this show from programmers in the suit? Me or you? Chances are high it'll probably go to you. No, 100% it's going to go to me. <laughs> All right, so don't bring it up ever again. Run it back for me one more time. NBA, MLB, over, unders, futures. What do you have this week, Head? All right, NBA, Sixers over 50.5 regular season wins. Minnesota over 48.5 regular season wins. OKC Thunder under 25.5 regular season wins. MLB, Mets plus 700 to win it all. Cardinals plus 150 to win the NL Central. And uh, Otani minus 105 to win the AL MVP. And Corbin Burns is a shot here, plus 700 to win the National League Cy Young. I like all of that, and I don't like this. Like, just really quickly, what is funny about this to you? He farted in my face. He did it deliberately right in my my face. face. Ah. He had me in a position where I couldn't escape. See at the party, Richter. Lying on the floor, and he just farted. (laughs) The whole thing is amazing. She just elaborates on what he did. We need to hear from her. It's it's amazing. It's not amazing. It's juvenile. It's sophomoric. It's absolutely repulsive. It's disgusting. It left a mark on her. Get the hell out of here, Head. Right. Yeah, right. You're done. I'm not going to say, are you done? I'm going to tell you you're done. Get your ass out of here. Now I'm done. See you later, James. Get your ass to Mars. Kelly, man. <laughs> this guy this guy works for me, and I pay him for that. Dude, your kids must be so proud. I bet your wife's even more proud. I know this, Kelly. Nobody's more proud of you than you are. Show of hands, does anybody anywhere other than James Kelly find any amusement in that? Right, nobody. Not go cold Great. turkey on bad food nightlife and ask completely, so. This guy, this dude, this is what happens. When you go long enough without having something, you forget what it's really like. Let me see what this guy just texted me. I'm going to let you in, some inside jungle. Kelly just texted me, James Kelly, and I quote, 
I'm not even out of the segment yet, and he hits me with this, and I quote, that felt like a great hit. I'm sure it did feel great to you, James. I'm sure you feel like you're in line for a raise now. You're not. And that was not a great hit, bro. Quote, that felt like a great hit. Give yourself a pound in the back, dude. That felt like a great hit. Hey, bro, how about I'll let you know whether or not it's a great hit. Not whether or not it felt like a great hit. I'll let you know right now. That kind of sucked. This is probably not the best time to bring this up. He and I, and, and by the way, this is now subject to change based on what I just heard. You got to earn this thing every single day, big head. However, the big head and I are going to debut a new pod because that's what I need. Another podcast. We are going to debut a new pod. What that means is Big Head Bets has been on the show, within the body of the show, for several months. We've been honing our product and our craft, and now we want to extend and take a bigger swing. We will have an NFL-only pod during the season where we take a much deeper dive every single week. It's coming off of the show, going into a pod, and it's going to be longer, and we're going to cover more games and more things. Make sure you look for that. I'm going to take another vacation soon. I'm going to come back, and we are going to launch that bad boy. It's going to be a lot more work, but a lot more fun. Just know that when you come in on Friday looking for big head bets, you're not going to find it here. However, you will find it as a standalone pod. We're taking a big swing. So do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Maybe not, right? Well, Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that helps give you a cleaner feel and offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. That's strong. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and it's easy to use, especially when you're on the go. Something else I like about that. My favorite part? Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin, leaving your skin feeling comfortable, and it will not irritate your skin. One of the first things I heard early on in this business, especially when I got into TV, is the importance of moisturizing. I love that. So, try Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel all day. McCole Hardman is my guest. McCole, it's great to have you on the show. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good, dude. It's good to hear your voice. So let me ask you this. Right about now, you are the man of the hour throughout the entire offseason. There's been a lot of talk about you and your potential in this offense. So what is life like for you right about now? And how eager are you to get this thing underway and show everybody what you can do with this opportunity? Uh, well, life's good. I'm living. Um, but offseason definitely been, um, let's say, exciting, honestly. You know, just 
training, trying to get better overall and get ready to go to camp and just put it all out there and get ready for the season. All right then. So you're coming off a season, though, where you had a career high in receiving yardage and you did some of your best work late in the regular season and then in the postseason. In fact, so good that Andy Reid said he felt like the coaches found, quote, a groove with you in the way that they were using you. So I know you're looking ahead, but what was last season like for you? And then what's it like to have that kind of confidence from Andy Reid? Um, I think, you know, obviously we, we lost to the Bengals, but besides that, I think later on it kind of went good. The groove started going and, you know, plays started coming in and everything was going great. So just taking that uh, that momentum into the next season and just try to, you know, carry that momentum throughout the next season it should be uh, should be a good thing for um, everybody, honestly. As long as, you know, I'm playing good, you know, everybody else around me playing good, it should be a good season. We're talking to McCole Hardman, obviously one of the storylines. You've heard this a million times in the offseason, the trade of Tyreek Hill and what that might mean to you personally. Like, did you approach your offseason any differently because of that, knowing that your role is going to be even bigger and that you'll have more opportunities? How did that impact your offseason? Uh, kind of the same approach, though. I think I always took the offseason um, very seriously because you just never know what's going to happen. But now in this situation, I think it's kind of more of a – different mindset change not far as the physical effort or you know the the work effort that you put in offseason I think the mindset just changed to knowing like it's an opportunity you gotta you know go take advantage of it and you know that's how you gotta train and how you gotta train your mind especially when they get to training camp so I'm glad you mentioned that mindset. I was actually was going to ask you about that very thing next, mindset. Like, you know how it is in that offense. There are lots of weapons. There are lots of opportunities for a lot of different guys. But in terms of mindset, are you now approaching this as a number one receiver? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say number one because I know that, you know, overall we're going to spread the ball around a lot. So um, just more so a mindset of a bigger role and – possibly more targets and, you know, more responsibility and, you know, just a bigger role. So as far as number one, I just, you know, leave that to everybody else on the outside. But I just know, like, the, the role and the opportunity is bigger than it has been. And me, myself, I have to be ready when that opportunity, you know, presents itself. McCole Hardman joining us. Listen, nobody understands what Tyreek Hill can do on a field more than you. Nobody's been more respectful of him. He's a generational talent. We know this. He's a, a game breaker, a difference maker, whatever you want to say. So what's your reaction to the suggestion that a guy like this is so good that the offense inevitably is going to take a step back this year? When you hear that, what do you think? Um... I don't know. I I just feel like they they thinking we lost everybody on offense, you know. Um, like I, I said earlier today, we still got the best quarterback in the league. We got the best tight end in the league. Got a great offensive line. Uh, the best head coach, one of the best play callers in the league, and, and Airbnb enemy. It's like we're still here. It's not like we, we didn't go nowhere. We didn't take a drop off. You know, we lost one of the, you know, the greatest players probably ever play this position, you know, deep threat wise and just playmaking ability. But I think we got a good group of guys um, that knows, you know, uh, what is learning the offense and with Pat and Trav leading us and, you know, we taking 
uh, taking it from them, I think we're just going to be fine. McCole Hardman is joining us, in fact, doing so in studio. Got him on TV. It looks great. You mentioned your quarterback. You know, I had your former teammate, Mitchell Schwartz, on the show yesterday. We were talking mm. about Pat, and he was saying what it's like to block for Pat. From a receiver standpoint, what's it like to play with Patrick Mahomes, and how does he make your job easier or different? Um, I think he spoils you. You know, um, me coming into the league and being with a guy with that that level of just creativity and playmaking ability it, it spoils you as a receiver because he make every throw on the field no matter if he's rolling left rolling right in the pocket and um he just had a, that awareness of you know getting you open or just letting you know what he's seeing telling you like hey if you see this, do this or do that, and I got you. And it's like you just have the utmost trust in him when he's on the field. So he, he make it easy for you. And listen, I understand that you're worried about yourself and you're worried about your own team, but I'm looking around the AFC West. I mean, that thing's always been a meat grinder. That is a rough division. It's always been that way. But there's been some big-time additions, which means that division got even tougher. I'm curious, what are the reactions that you've had as you see the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders and what they've done in the offseason? Um, I mean, I guess it's, it's their way of trying to, you know, get to the top of the AFC West and even the AFC. So um, it's definitely going to be a, a, a hard, a hard test, hard challenge in the AFC West. And uh, but I think it's going to be good. We got probably the toughest division now. And um, those games are going to be definitely some um, some games to look forward to. You know, we're not shying away from them. You know, we're embracing it, embracing the competition, the challenge, and it's going to be fun. Hey, Michael, what's it feel like to you? For instance, your team has won the division six straight years. You've got a Super Bowl ring. You've been to the Super Bowl twice. Do you feel like that you still have the bullseye on your back and they've got to keep up with you guys? Or do you feel like maybe people are sleeping on your whole team? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. I think to the outside, I, um, it's like, they think that we're taking a step down, but I think to the team, it's still like um, we got to go get them. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a mixture of both. But honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, you still got to play us. You still got to you know, go out there and you know, perform better than us and beat us. So um, until all that happens, we just don't ever know what's going to really happen. You know so. what that sounds like to me. It sounds like a case of they still have to deal with us as much as we have to deal with them. Let me ask you before you go about a couple of things off the field. I saw you checking out Bayern Munich and hanging out with those fellas the other night. What was that experience like for you? Uh, unreal. Um, I didn't know Bayern Munich was that that big in, um, in Germany, but to actually experience the you know the game and actually meet some of the players afterwards, um, I think it was a great experience for me and definitely good for the international side for the NFL, especially you know brushing off to Germany and um, you know having those rights with those guys. So it's it's definitely uh, it's a big opportunity and seeing those guys play in the level of play that they have, I mean. I mean, a loss for words to even see how they even play like that. So it definitely was a good experience. That's high praise. That's high respect. Also, I saw you do a video for GQ where you broke down what you did with your first million dollars. And the very first thing you did was buy your parents a home. I'm curious, like I could say, what did that mean to you? In fact, I will say, what did that mean to you? But can you kind of also describe the kind of sacrifices and what the family has to give up for you to be in the position you're in right now and then what it felt like to thank them and pay it back 
Yeah, I mean, growing up, you know, mom, dad, making, you know, nothing to something, you know, and I think as kids, you never realize the sacrifices your parents made, you know, as you're growing up. Like in my case, you know, I kind of figured it out later on when I got like to my senior year or my freshman year in college, I started, you know, realizing everything they actually done to that point up and the sacrifices they made. So when I got to the league, it's like a no-brainer. Like, what do y'all need? This, I'm finna take care of y'all. So here y'all go. Yeah, you know what I wonder? Like, McCall, when you're coming up like that, did as a young person and you've got this opportunity to kind of change the trajectory of your family, maybe create generational wealth, do you feel pressure or does it, that pressure feel like a privilege and a great opportunity? Like, what does that feel like as a young person coming up? Obviously, I think it's a privilege and uh, a great motivational tool to, you know, keep you grounded, keep you leveled, and and keeping the bigger picture at hand, you know, because um, once once you come from that and you and you actually have that why and know why you're playing and you know what you're doing it for, I think it, it keeps you at the level you need to be at, and and it helps you, you know, throughout your career. So trying to create that wealth for you know even like your your smaller siblings or just your parents, so they can just live the rest of their life, you know, carefree. I think that. That keeps you going, keep you striving, and um, trying to be the best you can. You know, one last thought. I'm glad you mentioned the why. This is something I think about a lot, especially at this point in my life. You got to have a why, right? You have to have a why. If you don't have a why, you're going to get up in the morning. You're not going to have any kind of blueprint, any kind of map, any kind of plan. The thing about having a why, a why can get you there. But as a high-level athlete, I know you know this. Guys get there because of their why, but then they get paid or they get that big contract, and then all of a sudden the why is not as strong. As strong. How important is it to maintain the intensity and fire of the why and burn on or build on that? why I mean it's very important because it's guys that's you know speaking in this football aspect it's guys behind you that has a why too so you don't want to be that guy think you it's already there all cool you know but you know it's guys behind you that you know come to lead every day that's trying to you know take your spot or you know get get in front of you on a depth truck what it may be so even if you do get a new contract if your why is not as strong, you need to find another why that is strong as like your other why was. So you can keep that motivation, that intensity, and that work ethic that you had before that got you to where you was in that second contract to keep you, you know, elevated and keep your game to where it needs to be. My man, I hope they heard that. That's gold. You you have to maintain your why. And if that why is not as strong as it used to be, you have to find another why. He's a wide receiver for the Chiefs. He's already a Super Bowl champ. He's an all pro a pro bowl selection coming off a big year and a huge opportunity ahead mccall hardman my guest mccall i appreciate you great to have you on the show finally really appreciate that conversation i hope you and i can do it again soon yes sir appreciate it thank you yes sir mike in albuquerque what's up brother devil in the box what is up my man? brother what's going on how you living I'm living good, man. Hey, I haven't talked to you. I haven't called probably two, three years. It seems like a lifetime. Um, and first and foremost, I really, really, really have been wanting to congratulate you. I know it's a long time, but on that Radio Hall of Fame induction, man, I cannot think of nobody better. I'm proud to sport the ink of a Hall of Famer. But really, what I quickly called about, man, that reinvention project, dude, I am telling you, it is life 
changing. I've been through a lot this crazy year. Um, I, you know, I stepped a few feet from where I was working to become a producer for uh, the number one drive time talk show in the afternoon on the mothership. Um, I'm working on a huge uh, public project that had scrutiny by an investigative reporter. That's been weird and crazy. And I just lost my toe last week. I had to get it lopped off because I got a bad infection. But listening to the reinvention project, I have been meaning to really get down and deep with that thing. Dude, I can't tell you how great that is. I cannot overstate how great the reinvention project is. And I'm early in on it, but dude, I, I cannot explain to you or to anybody else. If you're going through some crazy stuff, if you're not going through crazy stuff, if you want to reevaluate re your life and just how things are, the reinvention project is like heaven sent. And, you know, I'm still, like I said, early on, Inky Johnson was one of the ones that was, I, I mean, these are people that had it all and lost it all. And, and you think about your small little issues and problems, but then you hear these stories and you're like, damn, I can fix things. I can make it better. And I am going to reinvent. Dude, I, I just can't tell you how great it is, Romy. And I want to thank you for that. And, and again, you know, thank you for just all the wonderful work that jungle, the jungle does anyways. And it, it's good to shout out to all the clones and, and all the jungle brethren and everybody out there still out here kicking in the ABQ, man, in the Southwest. I want to tell you, war the McCole, uh, McCole Hardman interview coming up, or that Mitchell Schwartz interview that you did yesterday, just war the Chiefs and war Mookie, Mookie Betts at the Dodgers. And again, congratulations. And I just want to say love you and the jungle. And I'm going to continue plowing on, man. Late. My man, Mike in the ABQ. Rack him. Hey, now, what's cracking? Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome, the new guy. Look who's back. What's cracking? It feels really, really good to be back in the saddle. Let's go, my me. Just messing with a mic. Weber, what the hell would you do to my mic, bro? The bank is open on a Saturday. Yeah! He's done it again. The field did not have a chance against the neck warmer, the Pittsburgh perm, the achy, breaky, big, mistakey. And it's got nothing to do with him getting me paid. Well, maybe a little. Anybody can make that 14-egg omelet with a giant Flintstones pork chop on the side, but it takes a rare person to get up in the middle of the night and make a 70 ribeye legend charles robinson is my guest charles what's going on how are you I'm doing well i love it i'm right at the front of the velvet rope that's awesome austin hooper joining us what then about your head coach mike vrabel oh man this is what's expected this is what we want bust your hump and know what you're doing like we shouldn't have any problems standards to standards rogan low thumbs out this text i bet i can out squat you his response is, huh, really? How much can you squat? And she says, who's 75? <laughs> Maybe you can out-squat me. Uh, hey, Ron. <clears throat> it's uh, <clears throat> been a minute. <clears throat> um, my best friend, uh, Brad. <clears throat> Sorry, Ron. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, fake Reggie. That's about enough. Quit calling me Leonard four times. Custard fork net. I was fat last year, too. You cannot show up fat to camp unless it's a fat camp. Adrian Wojnarowski, my guest. Do you see a scenario where Kyrie could end up with the Lakers? Is that at all possible? It is possible. I wouldn't rule anything out. Uh, I think it's right now unlikely. Oh. Oh, signal. 
unleash hell. On the buffet. Who doesn't have a fat face in a selfie? Fat. Quadruple chin. A little gravy stain on their shirt. Are you not entertained? By the buffet selection at the Golden Corral. Sir Warner joining us. I think if you are consistently pushing yourself, where it's like, well, I can either do one more or I can like, shut it down. There's a compound effect to that. That's where you create that resiliency. I remember I rolled up on BK once. I'm like, yo, yo, yo. And I was starstruck. I was awestruck. Tell me that's not just another show. He put down his jug. Dude, it was just another show. Here's a story that back in the day, you and your Pop Warner team watched Javon curse. <laughs> yeah, man, my Pop Warner team. It's crazy, man, how everything comes full circle. How are you, my mother? I'm the king of Mr. B's sports ball brawl. Listen to me. I'm, I'm good with that. On a sidebar note. You want to fix that game? Clone Alec Manoa. And then mic him all game long. Let's go! Clark Lee is my guest. Props to you real quick. The reinvention project, Jim. I was at dinner with Tim Corbin. He recommended it to me, and I've enjoyed that. It's making a difference, so keep it up. Sacramento is coming off a 30-52 and 52 season. We are joined by Mike Brown. Jim, good to be here, man. Life is good. Uh, I can't ask for anything more right now. Maybe maybe 65 wins next year. <laughs> Twitter! Hello! You do remember that Wednesday is What's Your Beef Day. We are currently in the What's Your Beef beef off season it will come back goodbye so that we can maintain a competitive balance there wait a minute hold up did he just say competitive balance balance. is he going on about competitive balance balance. that is rich as hell what are you talking about competitive balance andy mccullough joining me trading him seems crazy if you're soda you have to ask why would i strap myself to this franchise i'll tell you what's not cool though dropping dollops of mayo in coffee disgusting it's disgusting it is a disgusting app. Mustard didn't want any of that. Ketchup didn't want any of that. Relish didn't want any of that. Sriracha didn't want any of that. Mitchell Schwartz is joining us. What were those specific matchups like, you and Von Miller? nerve wracking for me. Quick step off the edge. Flexibility. He can bend the corner. Uh, he can spin inside. Naeem Hines. Thanks for having me on. You know I'm a big fan of the show, so I'm always happy when I'm back on. Like, I still will say confidently. Confidently to this day of it. <laughs> and I will say this. Confidently. Say confidently. 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 Don't be the guy who loses. Loses in six and then says that the best team did not win. Grant Williams, I see you in the building. And I just lost my toe last week. I had to get it lopped off because I got a bad infection. But the clones are obviously lactose intolerant. What absolute heels. I mean, he's going to not go cold turkey on bad food nightlife and ask completely, so... I'm not saying y'all have to be Shakespeare, but most dumbest. <laughs> Jim, you're the best. Always an honor to be on. We'll talk soon. Woody is hot. It's been a hell of a ride, guys. Husband to a rotund wife. It's not a family, but it sure is a reset of my dynasty. Bro. Yeah, man. I appreciate you for having me. Bye. For me. T.S. Elliott. We will have an NFL-only pod where we take a much deeper dive every single week. You just farted. An Arnie ass biscuit right in the face. You had to get that on. That guy is a major cancer. Congratulations. Thank you for doing Good night now. Good night now.